Do you wish you could get virtual attendees to turn their cameras on? Is engagement the number one issue on your virtual meetings? Do you want your meeting to be the most engaging virtual meeting? Well, welcome to the Engaging Virtual Meetings podcast. In this podcast, we'll talk to the top people around the world in virtual meetings and give you, the listener, the best ideas to host engaging virtual meetings. Make sure that you click subscribe so you can get the latest episode of the Engaging Virtual Meetings podcast. Now, let's welcome your host, the author of the number one Amazon hot new release, Engaging Virtual Meetings, John Chen. It's a beautiful sunny day here in Seattle with some of the top weather, 85 degrees. As you can see, I'm here in my ocean office, uh, but I'm excited. I've got this gentleman here. He helps book big name speakers as well as coach all of them. Uh, and he gave me this article. Oh, let's just see if I can find it here. Uh, I do have this here. Oh, yes, here we go. Um, this article right here. Easy tips to improve your presentations. And of course, Paul here said, seriously, virtual speaker, put on some pants, would you? So uh, let's bring in uh, our guest today on Engaging Virtual Meetings interview. Let's say hello to Paul Kreider. Hey, Paul, what's going on? Hey, John. Thanks for having me. This is so, so far, I'm having a great time. <laughs> Not bad. We're like 12 minutes into this relationship, I think. <laughs> um, but uh, Paula has posted in my group, Engaging Virtual Meetings, and uh, um, and I, I love this picture in this article, right? Again, let me, let's just take a, a closer peek at this. Uh, again, I think you said this was Improv Everywhere. Improv That's Everywhere right. did a whole pants off uh, on the subway right. uh, kind of flash mobby thing. So. so yeah, real real fun event um, uh, out of New York, um, a whole bunch of people, uh, banded together and decided to uh, not wear pants on their way to work um, <laughs> from the old to the young, you know, just deciding to go in their skivvies to work. And I think the idea, um, you know, that's, that's in hilarious about it on its own and improv everywhere is a really funny group and they do great content, but as it pertains to, this world that we're currently living in where everyone is sort of stuck in their boxes here. Uh, a lot of folks think that uh, they, <laughs> they can get away with the whole, you know, uh, business on top party on the bottom, um, you know, uh, uh, get up for their virtual meetings or their presentations. And I hope people aren't doing that still, but you know, uh, uh some people still are. So I thought that article would sort of draw attention to people to try to, you know, maybe make some of those changes. So again, for my friends who don't know Paul, right? Uh, tell Paul, tell me a little bit about who you are and uh, what do you do? Sure. So um, I am uh, currently have two different roles. Uh, one is that I'm a talent agent. I work for a speakers bureau out of Boston. And what we do is we focus on people who have dynamic stories to tell, and we book them all around the world. March of 2020, now we do it virtually, but you know we're getting back there. Um, from your famous celebrities and athletes to people who are clinical experts. Five years into that work, I decided that I wanted to do also the talent development side. Mm. So with the thumbs up of my, my bosses, um, I started working with the people that weren't quite ready to get there on the live speaking circuit, you know, and to get them there. 
uh, being in this business for 11 years, having a performing arts background, and working with a number of audiences that are pretty challenging to reach, whether it's students in a classroom or uh, people in uh, the foster care system, this is all my, my past life uh, being in social services. Mm. I figured out a way how to reach audiences on a variety of different creative levels. And so that's what I'm trying to help people do when they want to present their stories out there in the world. So, yeah. So let's just start with that, right? Uh, you have tips for virtual speakers. For you personally, what has to happen for a virtual meeting to be engaging for you? The virtual speaker, okay? This is the one thing I really want virtual speakers to do every time. Mm. And John, you, you do it. Um, I can tell. And you got to... <laughs> You do have a whole book about these things. Oh, um, he's got a book. I did not pay him for that book. <laughs> and, uh, but the idea is to make eye contact the best way you can. And the best way to do that is by looking directly into the camera as opposed to the screen. So if I'm going to make real eye contact with you, I'm going to look at your screen, which I'm doing right now. But if I'm going to create the the sense of eye contact for the yeah. many virtual listeners that are out there and watchers, you have to stare at the camera. And I mean, I miss looking people in their faces. So if I'm going to be at someone's virtual meeting and I'm going to put down my phone for a second, I'm going to pay attention and look up. I want to see someone looking at me. Right? right. So that's the number one thing. Just please look at the blue light, look at the red light, look here, talk to me, please talk to me, because no one does anymore. I mean, Paul, hopefully you saw the part in the book too. You know, some of our good friends have put like post-its or characters or printouts, like two eyes over the camera, just to remember so that right. when you're looking at the camera, and then you don't have to do it all the time because in real life, we don't stare at each other in the eyes all the time. But right. what I, I, I tell people too, is wait, when you're making a big point, if you are trying to connect, right, with somebody, make that one point here. Right. Yeah, and then you can absolutely. off if you're talking, but, but come back to that. And that's the reminder that a lot of people have had to do. Uh, I'll have you, have, have you seen the Indiegogo's uh, um, Kickstarter like project? It's called center cam. No, I haven't. Oh, you're going to like this, Paul. All right. Center cam has the ability to drop a camera. I think two to four inches below the, the rim of the top of the monitor. So smart. So and smart. And one yeah. actually one of the techniques that I use that's actually very easy, Paul, for that is um, if I'm in a one-on-one -on -one like this, uh, I'll pin you, right? So if I pin you, I, like I don't care what my video looks like, I know what I look like. That's fine. Um, your eyes are like right here, yeah. And so uh, that's the other way. Uh, if you're in a one-on-one, -on -one is to um, get more of that eye contact. Just pin that person, and then again, also too, Paul, you become more lifelike. Like you're almost the right size of like if you were across the table from me. Uh, and that's really, really key. So yeah. anything that a speaker can do to create the illusion that you're having a discussion with the audience as if they're there. That's the thing that really needs to happen more. And we've been doing this a long time. I mean, it's not like virtual meetings or anything new, right? They've been around for a long time, but the pandemic has really sort of pushed these things to the limit. And People have to just try a little harder. I mean, that's a, just like give it an extra ounce of effort just to create a sense of I care about what I'm talking about and I care that people are listening. And it's that disconnect that I see a lot, which is remember, there are people listening. Please do more. Please be better. Please, like if this is like mediocrity, just go here. Like 
don't be this. Go <laughs> here, just a little inch above. And it, it just goes a long way, you know? I feel like it's kind of like when you visit a foreign country, right? And even if you can't speak an entire language, if you learn like four phrases, right? I got a chance to travel the world. You can learn four or five phrases, especially like please and thank you. You get a long ways because people are like, at least this person's trying, right? Right. And they're not going to expect that everything's going to go perfectly, just like in these virtual environments. I mean, we even had one this morning. Oh, it was 9 a.m. Central or is it 9 a.m. Pacific? (laughs) It's like, Okay, right. These things happen. People will understand. But it's the presenter in a virtual environment that goes above and maybe even beyond to make it more of an engaging experience for someone who is ramming their head up against the wall because there's another meeting they have to be a part of where they can't be in front of someone's actual face. Um, so that, that's what my motivation is always, to get people just to do better because I know people can. Uh, you know, it is 16 months into pandemic or so. You got a chance to work with some really cool big name speakers. I'd love to hear what's one of the coolest things or most, you know, unique things that you've seen over that time uh, for a speaker to make that engaging, especially when they're big name speaker, right? Sure. Well, you know, um, at the talent agency, I mean, our talent, they, they sign on and they're 100% ready to deliver in a virtual environment. You know, because that's all they have. They, they want to be in business. They want to be booked. They want to keep this thing going. Um, there are presenters that use particular presentation software. I don't endorse any of them. There's not like a favorite of mine or whatever. But like you said, you can, you can mess around with technology to, so that you can be as much of a performer in this box as the product or the story that you're telling. Right. So there are some presentation softwares where you become sort of like a news anchor style, right? Where, you know, instead of showing a big PowerPoint that covers your whole screen, right? That you can exactly, exactly. Right. And what that does, right? And what (laughs) that does, whether you have the setup that you do with is phenomenal, right? Or I think, um, I think it's called Prezi is is one of the, the options out there where it simply makes this space uh, the most engaging possible. And some of our big name talent, they're doing that because they know it needs to be better. It needs to be something phenomenal. If someone's going to pay for it, then it has to be outstanding. Um, I've been really impressed um, with some of the folks in terms of the, the coaching that I'm doing, some of the folks that are really committed to creating dynamic content. So they're really working on their storytelling um, abilities. So not just give information, okay? And these are sales teams. These are authors. These are people with particular knowledge set. So they're not just giving people information, which is what they're used to doing. They're coming up with ways of telling a story about their information. Right. That's what I love. That's the work I love doing in terms of the developing side. Um, is the ability to help people understand that you have an opportunity to tell a story here. Yeah, it's not Shakespeare. Listen, I'm not putting my kids to bed. I don't, what do you mean by story? I'm just selling, you know, technology. I'm selling, uh, you know, a product on a shelf. There still is a story to tell, right? And you want to stand out from the other person they're going to sit in front of next week who's going to pitch them a similar product. So don't you want to make yourself different? Right. 
Don't you want to? Don't you want to? Uh, what Young Me Moon is an author of a book called Different. She's a Harvard professor of marketing in the in their business school, who says escape the competitive herd by being different. Sameness begets sameness, right? Competition to run one up each other. Everyone becomes the same when they do that. Yeah, forget it. Someone's going to choose something else, right? And what did Seth Godin say? You know, a few years ago in terms of the purple cow. Right, this idea of do something that no one's ever done before. Yeah, so they'll remember you. Right, they'll remember this. You right? know who's funny? Who's you know uh, Paul? Who said that? Um, do you remember that book, Eat, Love, Pray? Oh, sure. Um, gosh, what's the woman's name? Elizabeth um, Gilbert. Yes, yeah, and Julia Roberts played her in in the film about her life. Right, yeah. I mean, that book took off too. It sold like 16 million books, but I got to see her keynote. And, and uh, in the 16 months of pandemic, I have not seen anybody captivate a crowd to the, the level that she did using no technology wizardry. Obviously, the technology wizardry is one avenue that some people can do. And like, like that, it's one of my favorite things to do. But I was so astounded because she did it so well. And she did it through, I feel really two key, maybe three things, right? Vulnerability. Right. Um, uh, oh, come on. What is the vulnerability, her storytelling um, and oh, her authenticity? Sure. And th those things, I mean, I think, Paul, when you're talking to when you're working with speakers, you know, some can take this technical route. Right. But it's not for everybody. There are definitely people where this is not their strong suit. But there's a lot of things that you can do as long as you get like strong signal. You have an OK mic. You have an OK video camera. After that, there's a lot you can do as a speaker. Does, does that resonate with you or your clients and the approach you take? Absolutely. Um, and the challenge is is getting people who don't, who've never seen themselves or thought of themselves of that in that way, right? I'm not a, I'm not a drama person. I don't have a theater background. I'm not in, I'm not into performing. I, yeah, I don't understand that. Okay, well, let's just do a comparison, sort of like a quick before and after, right? Um, it, before you were talking like this, you had your head down. I couldn't understand what you were saying. You were throwing up a PowerPoint, whatever, whatever. Okay, so that was before. And after you're looking up, your PowerPoint is this box, you're in this box, okay? And we can hear you. So those three things already show your ability to perform better. And I think it's this sort of a destigmatizing of the word performing or storytelling. But you don't have to be a Shakespearean thespian to do those things. What you have to do is just commit to caring a little bit more so that you are talking to an audience as opposed to at them. And that's, that's a slight difference. The thing is, John, people don't always take the time to learn to do those things or to rehearse and, and continue to do those things. And that's what I try to do when I'm coaching and, and consulting with people. Awesome, Paul. Well, why don't we do this? Uh, what, what do you see... You know, virtual is, I think, here to stay. I, I've been trying to convince myself of this because, like, you know, the in-person thing is really strong, right? It's going to come back. Uh, again, I'm in the meetings profession, so people are going to do that. But but I, people have discovered, especially companies have discovered the value of virtual. I mean, you can save a lot of money, right? You can save, you can, you can be a lot more efficient. Yeah, leases, uh, right? Lease, uh, leasing a building, oh. you know, 130,000 square foot building. I mean, do you really need that? Do you really need that? You know how many millions of dollars you'll save by just reducing your 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 uh, footprint um, 
by 40 percent it's it's mind-blowing and take take even a percentage of that money and invest it back in your people and imagine how much more better your company is gonna get so or or into your technology yeah yeah i mean so what do you what do you see as the future of virtual meetings anywhere in that three to ten year-ish time frame what do you think is going to happen I think it's it's going to be a hybrid that's going to lean heavily on virtual. Um, I'm with you. I you know I'm in the live events industry here. You know we're booking you know we're booking speakers uh, virtually now. Um, and the one thing that doesn't make me think it's going to be completely virtual is because that live in person element, that human connection element, where someone can put an arm around someone or shake a hand, take a selfie with somebody. These things really move the needle, especially when it comes to fundraising opportunities, when it comes to raising awareness about really important causes. Virtual does it, sure, and production values, and depending on what software or companies that you're using, but being there and like, seeing someone smile or cry, stand up and give a, you know, there's something about human to human connection that will never, you know, that'll, it'll never be a virtual thing. Yep. But in terms of the speaking world and speaking events, it's, it's a slow climb. Uh, I think we'll get there, but you know um, it's that human element that will bring people back. Totally agree. And I'll be curious to see what permutation, it could be anything. That's the, the, what we've seen over the, the, the last you know, two years or year and a half now too, is that it could be anything. Hey, Paul, if people wanted to find you, where, where could they find you? So um, for the consulting work that I do, go to Kreider, K-R-E-I-T-E-R, cons- Kreider Creatives Consulting, KreiderCreativesConsulting.com. And for the work that I do as an agent with a talent that we work with, our company is called APB, American Program Bureau, speakers.com. Perfect. Thank you so much, Paul. We appreciate your time here. Uh, you, we've just been talking with Paul Kreider here on the Engaging Virtual uh, interview. I hope you got loved some of those tips. That, uh, you know, if you're not a big name speaker, you should be and you could be. So uh, we'll see you next time and we'll see you here uh, online somewhere on Engaging Virtual Meetings. This is John Chen, the author of the Amazon number one hot new release, Engaging Virtual Meetings. I personally want to say thank you for listening to the Engaging Virtual Meetings podcast. It is my passion to help you eliminate bad virtual meetings. Make sure that you click subscribe so that you can get the latest episode of the Engaging Virtual Meetings podcast with all of the latest ideas. Hey, I want to meet you. If you want to talk about a virtual meeting challenge, or if you want to be the next guest on the Engaging Virtual Meetings podcast, just go to engagingvirtualmeetings.com slash meet. That's E-N-G-A-G-I-N-G-V-I-R-T-U-A-L-M-E-E-T-I-N-G-S dot com slash meet, M-E-E-T, and find your best time to meet up. Thank you, and I look forward to engaging with you online.